Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. Final segment of today's episode, number 85. That's some news, huh? Can you imagine? I, I, I haven't been a student in a while. Uh, but if I got the news that school was canceled for the year, I would have to resist the urge to jump up and down for joy as a student. Now I know that uh, this new reality causes uh, a certain burden on teachers and parents and everyone else involved. Uh, and hopefully these students will uh, understand that, no, you know, there's still a little bit of learning that has to happen. Uh, even though you are not in the classroom. My heart also goes out to the seniors. I have such fond memories of my senior year of high school, all the time spent with my friends uh, in the classroom and outside the classroom. Uh, those were some of the happiest memories of my uh, little life so far. And uh, My heart kind of breaks a little bit that there are uh, kids who this year won't have that opportunity. Anyway, uh, on the line right now, we're joined uh, by my former boss, uh, Congressman Rob Bishop, who himself... Uh, was a teacher for nearly three decades. Uh, so first, let me say hello and then ask, uh, a little bit off topic, but uh, let me ask you, uh, Congressman, can you imagine something like this happening uh, when you were a teacher? How would you possibly have adapted to teach your students uh, if they were all sent home? You mean back in the pioneer days when I was a teacher? That, that's correct. Before color was invented, yeah, in the black and white days. That's right. Now, I, the, the biggest <laughs> problem for teachers is uh, they are going to have to be very agile, in adapting. I mean, technology can help, but only so much. And um, whatever is not learned right now is going to be have to made up somehow along the line. So I think for teachers looking at what happens in the fall when kids come back, um, they're, they're going to have to be very adaptive, and it's going to make their lives, I think, a little bit more difficult than it would have normally been. Uh, so, so be nimble, be adaptive, be creative. That's the advice you'd give uh, the teachers right now who uh, retain this responsibility of teaching their students, albeit in this new uh, and technologically reliant way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not advice. I mean, that's the reality that they have to face. And each one is going to have to face it in his and her own way just as they do regular teaching has to go with the strength that every individual teacher has. And we, we, we can't cookie cut what's going to happen in the schools and what teachers have to do, even if there is technology to help them. It still has to be based upon the abilities and the, the strengths that each individual teacher has. Very good. Uh, th this morning, I saw that there, there's kind of a, a debate shaping up. There's a little bit of a discussion. Uh, it might be more uh, appropriate way of terming that. Uh, and it has to do with essentially returning to normalcy, reopening the economy, uh, declaring that the United States of America is once again open for business. And who has the authority to do what uh, as we move towards uh, you know our little return to normalcy and all that. Uh, the 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 president has a, a certain certain asserted certain powers. Uh, the governors have uh, asserted certain powers throughout the country. I know uh, from my time working for you in Washington D.C. you. Uh, are a, a big advocate of the Tenth Amendment. Uh, you are a big proponent uh, and adherent to federalism. W where does your 
how do you respond to this back and forth? What, uh, what do you see uh, to be the division of labor, essentially, as we move forward uh, returning to uh, whatever state of normalcy we can attain? Well, the truth is, constitutionally, both of them have authority to do it. Uh, there was never intended in the Constitution with their separation of powers on the vertical axis between states and federal for one to be able to dictate to the other. If, if that were to be the case, then, uh, then the very basis of our, of our constitutional system is in jeopardy. So presidents do have ability to deal with, and, and the federal government, with interstate commerce and interstate uh, transportation. States do have primacy on intrastate commerce and intrastate transportation and communications. So the reality is they both have the ability to do that. The fact that I think uh, as we look at what Trump has been doing in the past few weeks and months, um, he has given a great deal of flexibility to states, and I think he should be applauded for that. Uh, because it, And it's just natural. I mean, Utah is not the same as New York State. Utah, when it reopens, will reopen in a different way with different dynamics than New York. So there has to be some flexibility to do it. Like even within the state of Utah, let's face it, uh, the, the southeast quadrant of the state of Utah is far different from Park City, and they have different needs and different obligations. So how they reopen needs to have that kind of flexibility. But the answer is both of them have some responsibility to do it. The federal government has an overall uh, responsibility to set the tone, standards, and guidelines, especially as it relates to interstate. But at the same time, Trump, I'm sure, and the task force, which I think is only organizing today if, at the earliest, will have the ability of giving some flexibility and variances to states because every state is different. Outstanding. You, uh, sir, were a teacher of history when you were in the classroom. When history uh, looks back, or when we someday in the future look back and teach uh, our students about what happened during these days, uh, what, what would be the big lesson to be taught? Um, the lesson to be learned is still yet to be to be played out. The biggest fear and, and questions that I have is that almost all of the powers and obligations that have been given on both the federal, state, and local level have been done by some kind of executive order. And the question will be is once this crisis passes, Will all of those executive order authorities and powers be repealed, rescinded, and moved back there? And will we move into a new era in which we realize that for future crises, you're going to have to be able to come up with some protocols that will involve not just the executive order, but also the legislative branch in some way? And will we prepare for the next crisis that comes up by having done that? And that's a question that's going to be asked, answered in the future because it's something that still is approaching us, and we need to make sure we address it and address it properly. Very good. We'll have to leave it at that. Congressman Rob Bishop, a former teacher himself, talking to us about uh, essentially the steps we're taking now to return to normalcy. Who is empowered to do what, and how will the federal and state governments work together to help us 
uh, accomplish that. Uh, grateful to you for your time, Congressman. Uh, we'll speak again soon. It's time for you and I uh, to say goodbye for the day. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Uh, before I go, I'd like to, to hear from you. Could you do me uh, two favors? Number one, would you send me a text message? If you're a parent or a student or a teacher or anyone uh, impacted by this new announcement by the governor, would you send me a text message to the Utah Community Credit Union text line? It's 57500. I'd love to, to read those. Maybe I'll share uh, with you those messages tomorrow, the experiences of some folks, but I certainly would like to read them uh, myself. Uh, very grateful to you for tuning in today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, to cover all these issues and more. Uh, that's on tomorrow's episode of Live Mike here on KSL News Radio. Next up, with continuing coverage of all things Utah, all things coronavirus, and all things news.